Recently, I uh, was reading one of my, and uh, had an illustration by a gentleman named uh, Jose Hobade, I believe that's how you pronounce it. He spoke about a special way that his mother taught him to pray. Uh, came from her heritage as a Seneca Iroquois indigenous person, and this is what he says about it. She said it was a very special way to pray, and it was called a sacrifice flower. She adapted it from her heritage, as I said, through the Iroquois people, and she said she taught me to say this prayer when I was feeling low or bad or burdened, and I wanted to be lifted up from that grief or that pain. He said, later I learned to use it for happy occasions when I had a special request I wanted to make of God. Like all mothers, she could always tell when something was bothering me. She'd say to me, all right, Joe, I think it's time for time you went outside and found yourself a sacrifice flower. That flower was supposed to be special, the one that meant a lot to me. In addition, Mother said it was also to be careful because the flower had been selected for a holy purpose. I lovingly cupped it into my hands, he said, so that nothing could happen to it. When I got home, I did as my mother instructed, and I told the flower what burden, what grief, what pain I had and that I wanted it lifted up and taken to God. How was the flower to do this? Remember, she said, this is a sacrifice flower, one that was going to die. The idea was that as life went out of the flower, it would carry the prayer to God. He said, every time I saw the flower, I could see it giving its life for me and I could imagine my prayer being carried to God. When the flower finally died, I would take it outside and say goodbye to it and give thanks for it giving its life for me and delivering my prayer. Then I would bury it so that it would have a chance to grow, perhaps, into a new life again. In this simple, graphic way, he said, my mother taught me how uplifting literally, prayer can be. And in the process, she taught me about life, both living and dying and rising. And how important it is that we, all of us together, become sacrifice flowers for others. For so many of you, today is a, is a time to grieve, to remember, to celebrate the lives of those you've loved, friends and family alike, co-workers perhaps. It's a time to reflect on our own lives, our own mortality. In every thought, every heartbeat, every action we have, even lighting a simple candle. We carry with us the, the DNA, the source of those people that we have lost in some way, shape, or form, a memory. 
a touch, a part of them that is in us that we can't shake off even if we want. It's there. We hold the belief that they are with us, not just in a metaphorical sense. They're, they're, they're with us. They are a part of us. They're intertwined into our lives because of what they have been to us. Down to the molecular level, they are a part of us. With us, they are present even as they are absent. And so today is a day to remember. And so I'm asking you to consider doing a couple of things. Find your own sacrifice flower. What is it that you need to give up? Is there a burden, a pain, a grief that is there? I've thought of a few for myself. One for me is a blade of wheat. My grandfather was a South Central Kansas wheat farmer and small-time cattleman. Another is an old shotgun holder <laughs> that my father-in-law made, one of his last woodworking ventures in his life. He gave it to my wife, his daughter. Another for me is a, is a good friend that I had a lot of laughter with. He liked Budweiser. <laughs> ah. <laughs> For me, a can of that might be my sacrifice flower. What I'm asking you to do is take whatever it is that might be for you. Hold it. Reflect on that relationship. What you have lost, but also what remains. Just live into that. Tell others those stories. And know that in all of it, there is that ceaseless working, that presence of God that simply will not disappear. That grace that is always overflowing, far too abundant for us to conceive. So think of your life the lives of those you've lost as a day, nothing but a day, morning, afternoon, and evening. Evening being loss, darkness, pain. And to know with God's grace and God's love, there is no night that overcomes us. There is only the peace of knowing the presence of God in all times and in all forms in our lives. Amen. Thank you.